two. Kill me. Welcome in everyone. It's episode fifty-four of the ten fifty-six podcast, the Brian Erlacher episode. And Jeff, fun fact, he was bald his entire football career, retires, now has a full head of hair. Hmm. Why? Do you have theories on why? Hmm. A lot of money. He do you paid think, people. Do you think he was just tired of t- having helmet hair? Do you think it's yeah. that simple? Mm. Well, he I mean, he was bald, so he didn't have any hair to have. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he mm-hmm. he just he just knew that didn't want to be a thing. Oh, so you're saying he just like shaved it off and just kept right. shaving it off for right. like 15 Maybe years? In high school, he was sick of it already. Mm-hmm. And he, by the time he got to the NFL, he was already regularly shaving his head. I mean, that's commitment right there. To be honest with you, like, did he have a sponsorship with Mister Clean? No. He and clearly like didn't a have a sponsorship big... with Rogaine. That's clear. Or maybe he did because that's I mean, not now, good. Ooh, that's not good. Now it hi. is full. <laughs> well, like, hi, I'm Brian Erlacher. I promote Rogaine, and he takes off his helmet, and it's shiny. Just straight bald. Yeah, like I'm it talking works like... now. I totally get it. It works yeah. now, but not during his football career. No, 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 no. It's like the anti-Rogaine. Yeah, I don't know where we're going. Why, why are we talking about Brian Erlacher's hair? Yeah, Ty, because you had fun last night with your Dang. friends, and now you're hungover and have a mark on your face. Yep. So, what the fuck happened last night? That's you know, the life. I, mm. You actually didn't give me an answer that I heard because I was distracted by the mark on your face. But what did you mm. drink last night, and why Why are you sick? Why are you here? It Well, it was for my friend, listener of the show, Rob's birthday. Happy birthday, Shout Rob. Shout out, Rob. Um, me and a handful of people did a safe gathering and yeah, I was just really excited. And sometimes, you know, as they say, hungry dog runs fast. And I just had a bunch of other half beer and then, you know, the rest. So no, they don't No, they do. So, yep. <laughs> There's like a half inch little scratch on my face because I tried to sit down in a chair. It wasn't even drunk at that time. wasn't even. Well, I was totally fine. And then boom, here we are. So sometimes you just gotta get out of your system. When was the last time it. that you've had this much fun? When was the last time? I honestly have no idea. I really don't. Um, but it was really like great to hang out with him and his fiance, and uh, you know, just just be around. Uh, a select few really good people. So if this is the price uh, to pay, then so be it. And that's, that's, that's all my comments. That's all my comments are now. How did that sound? I kind of like went in and out of focus there. I'm sure everybody can hear it in your voice. You have that, that <laughs> deep groggy voice yeah. that you get yep. the next morning after. Yep. Just, you know, there beer. hasn't been a lot of reasons to, for at least for me to drink like that in the last year. Because yeah, nothing's happening. Yeah, so it's been a while, but man, it hasn't been a while. Wakes you up, huh? And then it knocks you down, and then kind of does. Uh, yeah, but you know what? Like, happens sometimes. Happens to the best of us. And you are uh, the best of us, Tyler. Oh, I appreciate that. I I don't know how this intro is gonna go. I don't. It's but gonna you know go what? great. If you are listening to this, and you can empathize, shout out to you, man. Hopefully, you're not has hurting on a monday as i am because that's not fun but uh 
Yeah, it's dude, Sunday. Start talking. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, I was about to say it's <laughs> Sunday, dude. I don't know what you're no, talking about. No, because the episode comes out on a Monday. Like it's it's coming out on the 15th, which is I get Monday. it now. You understand how time works? So, <laughs> so you. I don't yep. know if we're allowed to talk about this on the episode. I don't know if you had some kind of plan for it, but I'm doing it anyways. Mm. You took a pilgrimage over to halftime. I did, yes. Do you want to tell the people that you met up with Juan? Shout out to Juan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want to tell the people about your pilgrimage and, and uh, the escapades you went into? And uh, Yeah, it was really just I went to halftime again because I love halftime. Halftime is the best place. We're not even sponsored by them yet. We went there, and I have never seen Tyler so excited. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was like a kid in a candy shop. He started just chewing on bottles. Whoa, what? Dude, I... I don't, I don't know, remember man. that. You, you were so excited, you probably blacked out. Mm, and that makes sense. you were you were diving into all the four packs, and you were bathing in it. It was quite the scene. Surprisingly, oh, yeah. no marks on your face from that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was awesome. So, um, yeah, shout out to Juan. I think his Instagram handle is Beer for Booper. Big, uh, big beer account, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, I've been meaning to go there just because for future. 1050 sips episodes uh that was a good place to go and just like get like six episodes worth of stuff and that's exactly what i did and any teases any any to tease the people what can we expect Mm, something great uh i'll tell you it i'll tell you what it is off air but that'll make a lot more sense once you know what i'm talking about all right fine the name (laughs) the name of this episode is we need to talk that's that's where that's where we're at here and here's the thumbnail just me Hand under my chin, looking down and away. It's all over. People will people will click, and then they'll immediately be disappointed within the first ten seconds. I think it's all over is another great headline. It's all over with four dots, and then it's hand hand in uh, head in your hand, and um, (laughs) and it's just like it's not. It's it would really just be uh, it's it's all over because I ran out of beer in my fridge. Yeah, and I just need to get yeah. more. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, cool. And now, it, now it's back on. Is yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the interview we did. Ooh, we had a fun interview. We had yes. a long-awaited interview because anybody who's gotten into conversations with us and they've kind of asked you know, about our little path on this podcast and where we started before and during and now where we are now, we always tell the story of um, our – review of a hanging hills beer and then how i get i went really hard on the almart as in i didn't like it that much and it was my first realization that people are listening and who was listening was joe who is our lovely guest today from hanging hills yeah and he contacted us way back when to tell it talk to us about the context of it and everything but it was like a wake-up call that people are listening so stand by your your thoughts and opinions, but you know, people are listening. So this was our first contact for, um, since then, at least for me, because I know we've, we've been talking off and on and stuff. But um, wow, what a great yeah. interview! What a cool guy! What a down to earth guy! And as you guys know, Hanging Hills had to close its tap room at the beginning of COVID, and they they're continuing their distribution through East Rock. Mm, I believe they're brewing out of East Rock. Uh, I don't know. Oh, right. Brewing out of East Rock and distributing. Yeah. Okay. I 
I don't know how they're distributing, but like they're all over the state now. Um, so we, we kind of go still going is is yes. the moral of that story. And yeah. we talk all about that, all about that journey. He we address my big mouth, and mm-hmm. we have a lot Idiot. of fun. We talk about the inspiration for his new uh, design choices and his the different beers he likes the whole the whole gamut. And it's a really good insight to um, to a story which I hope I think is not done. I think this story is not done. I don't think so either. Um, and yeah, it it was really weird just like interviewing him because you're right. Like this is a two year long saga where we have always been thinking about this in the back of our heads being like, oh, we should have him on one day. And it just kind of lined up that it worked. So uh, yeah, Joe is an awesome guy. And here comes Jeff just being a piece of shit and being like, oh, yo, your label sucks, man. And guys, like, I'm just trying to make a living here. <laughs> Who are these two people with two podcast episodes, at one podcast episode out about beer? Like, he, you know, shout out to him for standing up for what he believed in. Shout out to him for not, he's bigger than me. And he could mm. have picked me up, brought mm. me to the highest roof, and mm-hmm. dropped me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think everybody would have understood, but yeah. he chose a different path. He chose a different path, and that was to be on our podcast, which is whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as in, as in, that does nothing for him, but it's everything to us. It it honestly was because I what a, was what very a, what a what a morally pure man. That's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it. he was one of the uh, breweries that we wanted to have on for a while just because like, you had a location you closed down. The future, no one really knew what was going to happen, at least publicly. Uh, and then they kind of started coming up again. And, you know, it, it just kind of shows whether it was something to do with COVID or, you know, what have you. Um it was really interesting to see from an ownership standpoint, like, what is that all like? And I know that it's very easy, you know, to, to understand you hear the stories all the time about what, like I said, whether this is COVID related or just, you know, how having business closed during COVID to really like sit down and talk to someone and kind of pick their brain about what has been going on in the past year or so uh, was, was pretty eye opening for me. So I, I really did appreciate that too. And he, 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 you know, he was funny about it and had a great time, and and somehow we started talking about the stoner metal. And I was just like, yeah, of course Jeff knew that because one of the beers is named after a stoner metal song. And Jeff just, that is Jeff's bread and butter. Obscure metal song by obscure metal band. Boom, Jeff's got it. Jeff's your man. Whatever, dude. That's a compliment. Whatever, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not drop, insulting Drop you. it on me. Drop it on me, and I will pick it up. Yeah, that's true. These aren't so. sayings. I'm making up my own sayings. I'm just realizing like these aren't things people say. But I'm gonna start mm-hmm. saying my own things and see mm-hmm. if they pick up and realize that they won't. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I zoned out right after you started saying "pick it up and put it down" or something. Dude, I can't stop staring at your face. I look like Nelly, like early two thousands Nelly, with yeah. the bandaid. Except band-aid? I. I might get a little Band-Aid and just be like Nelly, and then people are going to be like, why are you wearing a little Band-Aid like Nelly? And I was like, well, check this out. Dude, check it out, dude. I missed a chair. Dude, this is like my Jordan flu game. I, You know what? Like, 
I, I give props to Michael Jordan. He played through game six of the finals with, with the flu after eating bad pizza. And here I am just after a night of drinking. I here here we are. One of the one of the best podcasts in the land. Just, you know, carrying it on as if nothing happened. Would you would you agree, Jeff? I'm sorry, I, w- I couldn't stop staring at your face. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you. You <laughs> are the worst. It's really not that bad. You've already um, you've already said to kill you. So yeah. you have to make a decision. Am I killing you or are you mm-hmm. killing me? I don't. I don't I think know. we'll leave it up to our listeners. Listeners, comment oh, below. God. Comment on our Instagram. Who should kill who first? Yeah, that's a weird backed-in way of promoting our Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at 1056PODCAST. I mean, what a what a good, good uh, play up to that whole promo. Who knows what Got might it. happen? You know, the world opens up. Yep. Tyler shanks me in the kidney. Whoa, jeez. How would so you do it, Ty? How would you kill me? I wouldn't. Wink. Ah. I haven't thought about it either. Apparently you have. You thought that right away. <laughs> how I how I would do that. That's that is crazy. Anyway, uh we one should we should have like a whole promotion that's like you know, like whenever you have these movies that are like have this versus component. So like yep. Godzilla versus Kong is like a big one, or when Twilight was a thing. And it was like Team Edward, Team Team Jacob, Jacob. Team whatever. Yep. Right. We should have. We should set that up, and we should put out beers promoting it that are, that go together. Two beers, Team Jeff yeah. and Team Tyler. Yep. And my yours could be a sixteen ounce can, and mine would be smaller. Mm-hmm. Like a four ounce can. That would be funny, dude. That would actually be really fucking funny if we put out <laughs> beers. And you had the tall can, and I had the short can <laughs> next to each other. That'd be really funny. Actually, that actually would be funny. murder aside. Logis- logistically speaking, it would probably be a nightmare to try and get two different styles. Of people cans. would get a kick out of it. They really would. Just saying, any breweries out there? Look, listen, we're giving you these ideas. Take them or leave them. Just and, say and pay us that one. That one I want money for. Yeah, yeah. Just wet the beak, as they say. Just wet the beak a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, real quick, before we actually go into the interview, I wanted to make sure that I highlighted this. Uh, I mentioned this last episode that every time we have an episode, Tom M does a raffle slash giveaway slash something where beer is transferred from one person to another. And here we are, right on cue. Another. Wait, one. is this one a raffle or a giveaway? This one is a raffle. This are is you benefiting. Sure? I am reading the he word will raffle. will correct you. I am. It says Tom M and Just Beer Me Craft Beer Raffle. So that is a giveaway. <laughs> I don't know. Craft Beer Raffle giveaway. <laughs> like, psych, it's just a raffle. It's, it's like, a oh, raffle. No. It's a raffle. Giving them away. I was like, no. Right. Don't so, what do are they that. doing? All right. So, this is a raffle benefiting Sacred Heart University's um, CTBG African American Brewing Science Scholarship. Uh, read into it a little bit more and just every year. Uh, essentially, like, what the whole thing with this is to try and get more of the african-american community into the brewing industry so sacred heart university and their like brewing science program uh did this scholarship in junction with the connecticut brewers guild so this raffle is uh benefiting uh that getting funds for that and everything and that's awesome and there's a lot of really good beer um i like what uh there was some stuff from cantillion i literally had the post and then it went away but i know cantillion was like the big one i saw a few bottles of that something from a maybe i don't know but go check it out on either 
Tom M's Instagram, it's always Stout Season, or on Jess BRB's Instagram as well. It's kind of a duo raffle thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. So we'll see. Uh, I'm got to break the cold, the cold snap of me losing. I only won once, and then got to get back on it. I'm embarrassed. Well, we'll hop in. This is going on right now because last time we talked about a raffle giveaway, it was over by the time we were recording. So this raffle is happening from March 5th to March 20th with the winners being announced on March 23rd on Facebook Live. And yeah, like some big breweries are getting in, in on this. So I know like other half, Nepco is like a, a big proponent of this, but other half in New York is also getting in on this. So there's going to be some other half stuff. Um, so that's, I mean, there you go. Do you like other half? I do. I do. You, the listener, do you? Yeah. Do you? Then, do you? Then, say it. Yeah. Say yes. Do, do you? It now, say it. <laughs> dude, you're putting my brain in a pretzel right now. Dude, hang. Um, dude, your voice is putting me in a pretzel. My voice sounds great. <laughs> oh my god, I don't sound like that. Okay, I sound great. Okay, I look great. I feel great. Uh oh, another real thing, real fast. I know I'm doing these like oh like one off things, and people just want to hear the interview. But so I was at Area Two on Friday. Okay, with Fake Phil Markowski. Okay, Which future was guest great. of the podcast. Yes, um, a cur- past guest as another uh, alter ego. Future guest as his current alter ego. Um, what are you he, talking he, about? He was on before just as. No, he wasn't. Just okay. Nick yep. was on. That's a totally different person. That's true. All right. I'm sorry. See, my brain's soup. Anyway, uh, so we were like sitting outside, just having having a couple drinks, and. The person who was, like, serving us, really cool guy, um, his name is Ronnie. I don't know if you're listening to this, or anyone in Area 2 is listening to this. Ronnie's a good dude. Anyway. Shout so out to like, Ronnie. It was the end of the night, and um, we're, like, you know, going to pay everything and whatnot, and Ronnie was, like, he walked by for, like, the last time. He's, like, by the way, I'm a really huge fan of your account. <laughs> he was talking to Fake Phil. Because fake Phil hat on the Phil hat and everything. I was like, oh my God. I started cracking up. And I was like, how did you know? He's like, he's, he, he looks like Phil. I was like, yes. Yes. He's never been noticed in public. He's already got a one up on us. Yeah. So like people, I, I know that people knew. Like I, I imagine that Phil knew and they posted on their social media about fake Phil. But to actually like someone acknowledge it in person was amazing. So... Fake now, Phil, if you're listening, uh, mm-hmm. get on the pod, and mm-hmm. uh, we would love to talk to you about your future endeavors as Fake Phil. Yeah, and just we're gonna per- ask you questions as if you're real Phil, like you know, just the the future of Area Two, and like we're gonna like take your answers as such. He so. is the future of Area Two. He is Area Two. Let's take the future. He out. has already been Area Two. Yeah. What? That's I don't know, dude. You got me. I'm confused. All right, that was it. I literally just saw something pop up there, and I was like, I got to make sure I mention this. So, raffle, fake fill, and now here is our interview with Joe, the founder, head brewer, the dude of Hanging Hills Brewery. Uh, listen to it. Follow us on Instagram, 1056PODCAST. New 1050 Sips out next Monday. It's going to be great. See what I did there? Did it again. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, and raise hell and praise Dale, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. And we're back. Uh, 
I will say this. This is, Jeff, one yeah. of our more interesting guests because this individual was the first brewery to reach out to us as a podcast. <laughs> We're joined here by the co-founder, founder, head brewer, what have you, of Hanging Hills Brewing Company. Yeah. It's Joe Plouffe on the 1056 podcast. Joe, welcome. Uh, what's up? Thanks for coming on a couple years later um, to address uh, that label. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Get out of your system now, Joe. No, you know what? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. It's nice. I, I, I speak to my uh, six and three-year-olds pretty much exclusively these days. So sure. uh, talking to other adults is always nice. I can't guarantee you this will be any different. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and I will have the same train of thought as a six and three-year-old. So we're going to try to... We're gonna try to be a little bit older. Sounding. I hope that I don't have to remind you to wipe your ass. I, you know, it's always a good reminder. <laughs> I no, I have my phone for that one. I have set a reminder. <laughs> but, oh, jeez, I didn't know where you were going there. Um, <laughs> so I think we're gonna explain this like in the intro of the show, but just like if you're coming into this, like literally listen to this interview. So like episode two, we put out an episode. We tried a beer from Voracious, and we tried. Um, literally looked it up. Can't remember the name of the beer, but a beer from Hanging Hills, and cashmere. it was it was a beer made with cashmere. It was like oh, New, New England. England with cashmere and Centennial hops. Boom, just like that, right on <laughs> cue. And it kind I of liking it. Yeah, so ba it was a very good beer. Uh, so Jeff like made a comment about the camel, didn't understand it, and you explained it, and we were just like, whoa, this is kind of. Wait, Weird. Jeff didn't just make a comment. <laughs> I was about to say, dude, you just undermined it. I think that. he okay. took a point off his untapped rating because he didn't understand the label. I mean, you know, that was me just trying to sugarcoat it, and then I was going <laughs> to say- You were going to get away with it. I'm sitting here listening to you, Ty. I'm like, I've been waiting for this podcast for three <laughs> goddamn years. I don't think yeah. you understand the hell this I've been going through. So my real first question is, did Jeff- <laughs> bully you into changing all of your labels be honest because they're beautiful they're by the great way. now and oh, they well, were thank you um so jeff didn't bully me although um you know he was like one in a long chain of people who had some very good and fair criticisms of a very disjointed marketing approach that we had for a very long time mm -hmm. um the oh new england series like it was just meant to be like a laugh and then it was like funny for me <laughs> not for like <laughs> anyone else and so the cashmere like you know cashmere india mm -hmm. pakistan the, the cashmere camel and like it's it was a dumb and now it was a dumb thing and i and like i whatever i thought it was fun but uh but to jeff's credit what he did what he did uh make clear uh and, and a lot of people did was that there was no co coherence mm -hmm. um, to what we were doing. And we were just trying, well, me especially, I was in charge of marketing at the time. Um, my rationale was treat every beer like its own release gotcha. uh, to try to draw attention to the product as, you know, like you would like a, a band putting out an album. Like you don't put the same label, you don't put the same album art on, a, on an album and you treat each one kind of like its own unique product mm -hmm. 
and uh, it allowed for us to be really creative and we helped Steve Raboyne, our graphic designer, buy a really nice house because oh. uh, <laughs> we kept him in work. Yes. Um, but it, it didn't do a lot for us in the market. Um, and especially if, you know, if you're seeing like three or four labels on the shelf and they're all right next to each other, you're, you, there's some confusion as to were these beers put out in a timely fashion? Were these things put out uh, a year in advance? Like, you know, was there a year's difference between these beers? And um, so now the new marketing, and I'm glad you guys are bringing this up because it's something I'm really, I'm really proud of. <laughs> Um, should awesome. be because yeah. I'm, I'm loving the design so far yes yeah. yeah i worked with this guy brian steely um he is an incredibly talented guy um he works for a firm down in atlanta called jackson spaulding and he does all of the uh poster work for uh the newport folk fest newport folk fest oh wow he's done a bunch of stuff for my morning jacket um and then he's also done a lot of label work for nod hill here in connecticut Mm -hmm. um yeah, okay. which was funny because I, I you know like more power to those guys their artwork is awesome but i didn't know that they were working with ryan steely i just saw the my morning jacket poster i'm like this is the motherfucker i need to work with <laughs> and That's uh awesome. so yeah I, I reached out to him and we've come up with a very cohesive very clear-cut marketing strategy for a branding strategy for the new for the new products yeah. So I I I had to I have to say that I really appreciate you being a really good sport about all of this. Yeah, <laughs> and that we we told we tell that story a lot to people that <laughs> good because that was that was a that was the first time like we've done content together Tyler and I for a, for a, a long time since yeah. high school. And the only people who would comment about our stuff was our friends cuz we would they would see it. They would be like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> you know, like, that. all right, all right cool. Basically. Yeah. And then this was the first time we put something out and somebody we didn't know and the, pers and the person involved in what we're talking about responded back. And that was the first realization, like, oh, no, people are listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that was – but that was really good because I was like, that's – this is important because for me, I was – I want to always speak the truth. I want to speak sure. what's on my mind. I'm also putting on a show a little bit. I'm trying to keep the energy up. Of course. And um, it was good to have, like, always keep that voice in the back of your head, like, oh, people are listening. You can't just talk <laughs> to Tyler in the basement. You have to, you're talking to a lot, potentially more than that. Yeah. And uh, so that was a, that was a learning day for me. I, I grew up to be a big boy. Well, you know, to your guys' credit, um, and we were talking about this in the pre-show, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, podcaster slash beer adjacent people take themselves very seriously. Mm. Um, and that, you know, it, it, it's fine. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But you guys don't. And I, I thought that was pretty, like, I, it seemed like if I responded back, you would take it in stride. Oh, we did. We, yeah, yeah, we yeah. felt we we felt in the moment we both agreed like this you feels like you're you're being a good sport about this. No, like, of course. It, it never felt like I'm only a dick to people on Untapped. Like I'm nice <laughs> to everyone all the time, but on Untapped, I'm like, that's not I didn't make that beer, you joker. <laughs> so you fucking donkey? I, you Gordon I, I didn't say shout joker, out. but like I say meaner things, but I didn't, that's not my fucking beer. Go fucking read a book. What were they saying? Hold on. Were they claiming you have the wrong what are they doing? You know, it, it, it's it's funny because what ends up happening on Untapped a lot, and and this is 
kind of getting into the weeds of it, but like one of the frustrations for a lot of businesses is that we have to go in and clean up the user's mistakes. Mm. So um, like for instance, somebody will drink a beer and they'll label it as a Hanging Hills beer. And it's very clearly not a Hanging Hills, Hills beer. And so I'll have to be like, well, you should attribute that to X brewery because that's not my beer. Um, or even better yet, this is this is the wildest shit. Like they'll be at Hanging Hills. They'll be taking a picture of Hanging Hills beers and then they will create a whole new beer to input on untapped nice. that we don't have, which then leads to a really interesting scenario in the tap room wherein people are like, oh, hey, do you have that triple Nelson hopped triple IPA that you put out <laughs> last week? And I'm like, do you think if I put out a triple nelson ipa like i would i would like would have announced it right like it would have been somewhere for you to see where did you see this oh it's on untapped so are these sort of these just idiots or are they trying to pull something are they trying to pull some some kind of shtick here i don't i don't you know i i don't think that there's that much intent behind it i think it's just yeah. like you know a mistake yeah um it's just unfortunate because it does lead to confusion in the market and you know like at this point i'm trying to clean up any confusion in the market yeah um but also it, it's like our responsibility as a brewer to go fix untaps uh faults in their programming yeah yep. um, damn you heard damn. me untapped fix your shit yeah tell him we spoke to the now former co-founder of untapped oh yeah greg avola we had him on once yeah he's not part of it anymore so yeah, he left. I, I think it's for the better for him. I've, you know, I've, he and I have gone back and forth. We've had many conversations um, about Untapped and what it means for beer, and um, I, I'm happy that he's going out and uh, you know spending time with his family because yeah, that shit matters. Yeah, it does. yeah. It probably, I mean, it probably burned you out after a couple of years. That's what I always thought about. It was, it was like, supposed to be a hobby for him. Yeah, and now there's they're about to hit a billion check-ins, which is absolutely mind blowing. Um, and then we How have, long did it take McDonald's to serve a billion hamburgers? Two years. <laughs> Thirty seconds. Remember, like the one billion serve sign. Yeah, like I remember that. that shit in five years. McDonald's, you've been around fifty years. Catch yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's funny you mentioned um, talking about the tap room. The thing I was curious about, and we talked about this before. Obviously, for those who don't know, you you used to have a tap room. Now you're just doing distribution. Do you miss having a taproom at all? Or is it kind of a relief being like, oh, I could just like go and can beer and that's it? Good question. Thank you. Well, that is a really good question. Oh, thank you. Uh, I miss the taproom uh, more than anything. Uh, the taproom. All right, you guys. Way to go, Ty. You just Sorry. put them into place. Wow. No, 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 no. Bear with me here because I'm going to be sincere. I'll, I'll be irreverent and, and okay. sarcastic for the rest of the interview. <laughs> okay. Then. Now it's good. But uh, the tasting room, um, the, the regular customers uh, who came in uh, and the level of excitement that uh, that new people had when they were trying new products combined with like we had this really incredible music program um, at, the, at the tasting room and it, it, it was like electric, you know, and, and in a lot of ways, it's like, you know, I'm going to liken it back to being a performer again, but it's mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm putting out beer. And like I'm being judged in front of people, and that's sort of rewarding, you know. Like to to when when you put out a good product that you believe in, and, and people validate that for you, it's like mm -hmm. once that's no longer in your life, it's it's kind of like a huge gap. Mm -hmm. With that said, I also really miss the sales of the tavern. 
<laughs> that's good money, man. People gave me cash money for beer. Yeah, it's that's a good point. I mean, yeah. I like I know everybody's hurting right now, but damn, the tap room was like a cash cow. And yeah, you know, if you take all of those elements together, plus this is the thing. This is the thing right here. I got a little teary eyed thinking about it. My uh, my two daughters, Ada and Lucinda um they were like a part of the brewery and they were like well known by a lot of the customers and like they will about once every two weeks or say so say like i miss the brewery. Oh, yeah. oh man yeah so so is there a goal in the future of maybe going back to that maybe when we get to the other side of this pandemic or yeah i mean so right now i'm contract brewing of gypsy brewing at uh east rock mm-hmm. right uh and um it's like an incredible relationship um Mm -hmm. tim um tim wilson and his brother sean are two of the smartest guys i've ever worked with in my life yeah they are Uh, um i mean like sean is a yale trained chemist like he's no dummy and then tim has been brewing for 17 years he's got like an mba like he's dumb smart too um so like people you know working with these guys has been like like a godsend with that said like i've always had my eye on that on that prize of reopening Mm -hmm. um and especially uh in hartford because i live in hartford my kids go to school in hartford like my wife teaches in west hartford but like we're hartford people and like we really love the city so um i think it it really behooves us to open up here in the city and i miss it yeah oh my god one day Mm-hmm. We're there opening night, Joe. Mm. We're, we're, we're sh- there. We're, we're closing it down. We're we're staying there till it wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, we're the, oh, we're Close. we're gonna stay there till it yeah. closes down. Gotcha, out, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Came out wrong, but I had to commit, <laughs> and then I had to backtrack. So we're we're staying until close opening night, and then it's gonna open up the next night, and then no, just, Joe, just let him go. Just watch this. Watch this. That was it. No, that, no, was no, it. No. that was it. That was it. Bust his shovel really out. What was that? Sorry. Just keep backpedaling. It's cool. People yeah. love that on yeah. podcasts. Yeah, no, that, that I feel like that was a really good save. So I'm gonna credit that to myself. Hey Joe. <laughs> I love thank thanks for shouting out sleep on one of your beers. One thing people really love on podcasts is when you explain what you're saying. <laughs> That's true. I'm the worst it's at like that. It's like the golden rule of podcast to keep talking about what you're talking about. Jeff says the exact same thing. I'm I'm an over explainer. I do. I've actually stopped trying to explain this to him because <laughs> he's just like let it go. Right, I mean, part of it makes sense. I mean, like you know, you you do have to watch what you say, and it's like a new world that we live in where we're trying to be careful all the time. Sure. Uh, and so, and I and that's good. I'm not trying to be a Ben Shapiro about it. Like I, I think it's important to kind of to take into consideration some of the things we've said in the past. So it's fine. It's just like, it's really hard to like, to like talk live. It is hard to talk live, especially since we do, we don't, we don't address serious topics. We rarely do. We have a couple times because they've, they've kind of crept into um, our, into the community. So we address them. But overall, like you said, we try to keep it loose. We try to keep the jokes flowing. Yeah. And, you know what? When you are kind of winging it with comedy, ever so often you're gonna say something that may not be—it's not like offensive to a group, but yeah. it may be insensitive at the time. Right. And you're like, ah. So that's like always my fears. Like it's—it's it's a circumstantial that moment in time. Like, 
a month before it would have been fine, and a month later it probably been fine. But that moment, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really not. To, I don't want to go too too deep into the weeds here, but um, I, I had this moment last night. My wife and I were watching um, uh, No Reservations in Charleston. You know, Anthony Bourdain oh, yeah. show. And so he had uh, the owner of Ants and Mills, uh, they're eating a meal together and they're talking about, you know, the importance of Southern foodways and, uh, you know, how abject poverty led to a lot of the food that people eat in the South. And, um, and Anthony made this comment. I called him Anthony like I knew him. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Bourdain was like, uh, you know, this, this culture, this, this food culture didn't transpose to the Northeast because Black folks didn't bring it with them. And he was like speaking to another white guy. There's no other black folks. There's no black people at the table. And like, there's nothing wrong with that statement. Like, it, 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 I mean, it may for all intents and purposes be true. And he is an expert in the field, but like that was 2016. And that was probably, it just flew, you know, under the radar at the time. Yeah. And if he, if he was still alive and he said something like that, like last night um, yeah. on TV, he would be rightfully, you know, not pilloried per se, but like people would question uh, you know, the intents of what he was saying a little bit yeah. more. So yeah, and it was weird. It was a weird moment. It's like one of the first times I've ever had to think about what Anthony Bourdain was saying, you know, like, he's yeah. always... <laughs> well, we just, cause now that we're, we're not used to being, I mean, it's been a couple of years now. We're not used to being public. So we have to get used to being public. Right. And we're not trying to kiss everyone's ass. That's not what we try to do, but we're also just trying not to say something that is unnecessarily, controversial right especially especially the content if we were a political show then maybe we'd, we'd be like all right you know we have to address certain things and everything's controversial but we're not it's a beer podcast it's connecticut beer podcast what's your what most, what, what what's are your we most doing? controversial connecticut beer opinion Ooh. Ooh. Um, um keep your kids out of the brewery yeah oh. <laughs> i know Jeff. that's a nation i know way to go jeff wow <laughs> Yeah, I it's said, controversial, oh, Joe. I know it's a oh, controversial. I said closing down the brewery was bad, and you're like, oh, keep the kids out of the brewery. <laughs> and Joe had like the nicest thing to say about his kids being in the brewery. Oh, it's just there. That's because it's his brewery. Oh, yeah. But when yeah. we're at we're at Tribus, and we, we have a bunch of kids running around <laughs> everywhere screaming, it becomes a lot less enjoyable, and it's what, a lot smaller is, of a place. What is less enjoyable? I, I honestly don't know because I was always on the other side of that. Oh, true. Good point. What, because what? they don't. Because all right. So I I do work with kids. So I I, I do I do know I do know what happens when you don't keep them entertained. Yeah. And there's nothing at at certain breweries, especially, to keep them entertained. So they're just they they need to find their own means of entertainment. And that's also and in a tight space like some breweries tend to be tight spaces. That's a lot of yelling. And it's mm. a lot of running around. And at least, all right, do you know what? Maybe it's me. Maybe I spent Monday through Friday with that. Mm. And then when I'm at a brewery on a Saturday, maybe I don't want it anymore. <laughs> that might lot. be a personal thing. It's a but lot. But that's, that's something we've discussed on this show. Like, yeah. if there's nothing for the kids to do there, then maybe, then maybe we leave it alone. It's a lot less uh, for me. It was more so like I was two or three beers deep going, you know, to my glass back. And I'm 6'6", six, six, and I'm very awkward and gangly, and I'm not that coordinated, no center of gravity. And, like, you know, I was going in between, like, two lower tables, so already, like, I'm trying to not watch what I'm doing, and a kid just, like, went right in front of me 
like almost went in between my legs and I like almost like tripped over this kid and I was like wow that's dangerous and that's where I was like mm, okay I think I think people just need to be mindful if they're if they're gonna have their kids come to the brewery I think that they need to be mindful can their kid handle the situation mm-hmm. to the best of their ability being that they're a child right. and maybe even if the brewery wants to promote that type of thing, more power to them to make sure they have something there. Board games are usually a good go-to because most breweries have board games um, to keep the kids entertained and not just expect to. You stay put. Don't you move. You're going to stand there and you're going to be quiet and this should work out because you're a child. (laughs) That expectation is not a good one. (laughs) Sounds sounds bulletproof. Um, I was – the first time I ever saw kids uh, at a bar – uh, was a brewery in Portland, Oregon while I was living there, the Lucky Lab Brewing Company. And um, it kind of blew my mind because there was like a, you know, a family kind of, you know, millennial hipster. This is 2009. So like they would have been young, very young millennials like myself. Now we're old millennials, that group of people. <laughs> but uh, they had like kids and they were like running around and it, it, it was like kind of revelatory to me that like breweries could be a space where adults could drink alcohol and kids could, you know, run around like idiots. Uh, and so I, and that was like the first time I'd ever seen that. I was just like staring at the, these people's kids. Like what, <laughs> yeah. you, what I'm going to do here. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I get it. Yeah. I think it's just some people just need to know their kids. And yeah, obviously sure. if you have an infant that's in a baby, uh, a cradle, I mean a cradle, the baby carriage, sorry. Um, that's cradle. easy because they ain't going anywhere. Oh, they brought the cradle. Yeah, bring the whole cradle. Rock it back and forth. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be supportive of that. They wouldn't really be able to escape, right? What are your thoughts on pets? Because some breweries will allow dogs even inside the brewery. Mm. And we've talked about, like, we love dogs, so I'm kind of like, yeah. But then, like, is there a sanitary issue with that? What are your thoughts on that, Joe? I think humans are grosser than dogs. Good uh, point. Sanitary I know I am. <laughs> I think you have, like you have to know your dog. Uh, I have a dog, um, and we. I used to bring when I worked at Back East. I used to bring her to the brewery all the time, and she was great. Uh, but then when I opened up Hanging Hills uh, with my business partners, uh, her personality changed, and she became more anxious, and it was very uncomfortable for her. And so she would just like walk around and whine and bark, and you know, no one. I mean, like it was bad for her and it was terrible for the customer. So like I brought her like once or twice and I, and I was like, you know what? She's too old. She's not going to change. Yeah. I, I do see a lot of really well-behaved, awesome dogs. And then I see, you know, like sometimes your brewery turns into a zoo and there's like 30 dogs and um, you know, much to Alvarium's credit, they are very clear about their dog rules. And I don't know if a lot of breweries are. Yeah. True. Uh, Alvarium has a lot of dogs, but they post every week. Like, if your dog sucks, it's not welcome. I mean, they don't say that because they're you know, nice <laughs> they people, they but... do they do make it clear that they hold the right to ask you to leave if yeah, your dog's yeah. out of control. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that is um, that's a clear expectation, and and a lot of people think that because their dog is really good in their house, they're going to be really good when they go out in public, and uh, yeah, that's obviously not true. So, yeah, it's a dog by dog basis. But then again, I see your point. It's like if there's thirty dogs and you just want to go in there and have a beer. It gets chaotic, yeah. I've I've been there, so like it's like I get it. Your dog's cool, whatever. Like your baby's in a 
crib. I don't, what is that? The carrier, like a carrier. That feels yeah. wrong saying that. But what, like, it's not a crib, dude. It's a baby carriage. Well, they're like car seats if they're like car seats. Car seats, yeah. Like or put I your do. dog in a car seat and put your kid on a leash, and then everyone would be better. I mean, one of the cool things also in 2021, well, I mean, you know, in a post-pandemic world, but in a pre-pandemic world, if you were really frustrated with the level of dogs and kids in one place, you could drive your car six blocks and go to another brewery. That's oh, true. I know. Yeah, that's one thing. We're down in Fairfield County. I'm in Shell and Jefferson Trumbull. We had a drive up to one weekend was to Labyrinth, and the weekend before yeah. that was Black Pond. And those were great trips, but then again, it was almost like an hour or hour and a half. Yeah, one, but one way with Labyrinth, uh, Urban Lodge is right there. It's like yeah, a twelve minute like walk. In Manchester. Yeah, it's so nice. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, Urban Lodge is 0.2 miles away. I was like, this yeah. is obscene. Like, I live closest to Bad Sons, and then it's two roads in Tribus. and, and it's like Fairfield Craftales in Fairfield Craftales, and that's like a 10, 15 minute drive each basically yeah. so it's like ah oh, it's so annoying so i would love to walk so i hope that like harford keeps i like i just want especially like post pandemic to really like start embracing that more because that's awesome if we can't have it someone else should hey joe it. what's your most controversial beer opinion let's get you in trouble i'm yeah, tired of we'll being the only break. one getting in trouble around here <laughs> my most controversial beer opinion is that you don't have to let people drink what they like you can tell them that what they're drinking sucks Ooh. Yeah. All right. I like I'm that. into it. I, and I think about that from like both a learning experience. Like if the if the person is drinking a beer that is like flawed or like you know like just a shit show of a beer, then like you might be helping them by learning. But also like like you're allowed to express your opinion about things too. Like like it's just a normal thing to be like, yeah, that bud, you know, like bud lime light sucks best beer oh yeah no it sucks <laughs> that beer sucks and i and i want to be able to say it like i don't think that makes me like a bad person and i you know maybe i should reserve my opinion but like if i reserve my opinion we're never going to have a conversation in which case it's a big cultural loss too so we're so in the fuck off your sex yeah yeah we're in the sorry of trust. I, I'm, I'm sorry that you're drinking Red Bull and vodka, dude. Like that shit sucks, and you're probably gonna like it's probably shrinking your brain, your nads, and your and destroying your liver at the same time. If we're lucky, <laughs> I love it. Um, well, that's my most controversial opinion. But it, mostly from a point of, I think you should be able to have conversations with people where you tell them that you don't like what they're drinking or what they're eating or what they're wearing, and and it's not about them as a person or anything about their body image or anything. It's just like. Dude, you, you don't look good in orange. I'm yeah, sorry. it's true. I hear you. Horizontal stripes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I never wear them because I'm chubby. <laughs> and if I did, I want you to tell me. They, I, I got you, Joe. Thank you. We're you look take, good today, though. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and ask a couple more beer questions. We'll be right back. And we're back. Bad clap on purpose. My fiance. So, Joe. Yeah. Let's talk politics. Would you vote? <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. Don't worry. Would you vote Matt Pike for president? I don't know who Matt Pike is. Sure you do. You just named your beer after the band Sleep. Oh Jesus Christ! I I was like I was like of all of the freaking candidates who are running for president, you like. <laughs> yeah. What, what did you pick? Like the Independent Pizza Party or something? Like. It, no, we we fully endorse Vermin Supreme for president, but that's totally different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent Vermin Supreme. Yeah, this is a pro Vermin Supreme podcast. Like, don't. Oh yeah, so Halamanta. 
so uh something that happened to me in my later my i'm 40 now in the last couple of years of my life i um I, I, I discovered for myself the journey that is marijuana. Yep. And music that uh, goes well, like with marijuana. Sleep. Uh, is it sleep? Like dirgy, heavy metal. Yep. Goes really well. Um, and also, like, um, you know, any, I, I feel like any intoxicant uh, goes really well with, with bands like that because they're just so heavy and like. And, and so, slow and it just, it just drags through but it's it, because it's it doesn't make you feel more than you feel that you're it's right about where you are so you're actually talking about dragonaut and the the halamantas yeah. is named after uh an, another uh song by another uh death or not death most stoner, stoner metal band longzilla uh, no uh brant bjork who used to be in caius caius you know uh, who was in caius i do but tell me Josh Homme was in Caius. Really? That's correct. I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. That was his band before Queens Stone Age. I did not know that. I'm he, Jeff's a big metal head. I'm not. Well, I I'm when I, I was on your Instagram and I saw that beer, I was like, maybe, maybe it is name. Because you never know. I, I sometimes these names just cross paths. And then I saw your your you had a video on one of your posts and I watched it and uh, you're like sleep. I was like hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Yeah, I so I I'm like a big music guy generally, but uh, I'm I, I'm trying to. Do, it seemed like a really good inspiration. It's what I listened to the entire pandemic is that sure. style of music. Uh, and so naming the beers just made it was like a logical jump from that experience. So yeah, I yeah, I love that shit, man. That music is so good. Uh, I've gotten into so many like Aquamaria. Have you ever heard of the band Aquamaria? No. When you get off, listen to the track. The name sounds familiar. But it does. I was just going to say, it really sounds familiar. Listen to the track Color Haze. It's like eight minutes. Dude, it's fucking heaven. The next time, the next time, we will. Absolutely. The next time we can, we have to drive to upstate Connecticut, like another hour, two hour drive. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting on Dope Smoker for Tyler, so we yes. can just, because it will last the whole car ride, right? the one song. As somebody who's from upstate New York, I am. What the, like upstate New York, as it, it makes sense geographically, what is an upstate Connecticut? It's just 30 miles north of New Haven. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It's the line is Middletown. It's literally Middletown is like the middle of the state. So if you're above, Hartford is northern Connecticut, technically. It's, it's really, right around when people start saying ka. It's right around there. Oh, okay. And, and when, you, when you hit that, when you hit that border where people go ka Got instead it. of car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you know you've gone too far. Got it. I thought they were saying cots at a beer, and I was like, I don't know what part of Connecticut that is. I was very confused. Dude, I don't know. I work with somebody who has a heavy Massachusetts accent. I've, I might quit my job. Great story. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> way to, way to let, leave us hanging there. Um, fuck, what was the question I was going to ask? Oh, yes, we were talking about beer and Dragonaut. So, um. In another video that you posted, I also did my research, not to just like make Jeff sound like he's the only one who does research here. Um, you were very like strongly opinionated that Dragonaut is purely an oatmeal stout. Mm -hmm. And I want to say thank you Thanks. for not bending 
Um, that being said, is there a controversy about that? No, because yeah. like it's this whole. Sorry, go on. You, you no, no. I, I finish your thought. You you run the podcast, man. I, I want to hear your thought. Because well, I was gonna say that's awesome. Because obviously every trend is doing pastry stouts under the sun, which do your own thing, whatever. But you kind of like didn't do that. That being said, have you ever thought about doing a fruit beer with every fruit under the sun? You never said that those were out of the question, so I'm just curious. Well, in all fairness, like we, Hanging Hills has put out some dumbass beers. <laughs> I got to pay the bills, man. <laughs> Woo! Like, I, I, like Compromise came out in uh, September, and it had vanilla, it had almond, it had coconut, it had chocolate, it was honey. Like it had everything and it. it was a pastry stout. Um, but with that said, like I, I there's little grumblings. I hear them. People are talking about um, you know, they want to taste beer again. Like I hear people talking mm-hmm. about West Coast IPAs a lot recently. Yep. And I saw that Travis put out an alt beer. Like yes. I know that those guys all love love uh, lagers and I know that they love German styles. Mm-hmm. But they were not only did they put out an alt beer, not that an alt is a lager, but not that they put out an alt beer, they posted about it and put a beautiful picture out. They did. And they'll probably actually sell it, which to me is like that's so exciting, man. Like yeah. maybe, maybe there'll be some, you know, return to to beer form. We can still make wild beers, but nothing is better than a true to style like Pilsner, oatmeal. The oatmeal stuff we just put out, Dragonaut. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that beer. Like with every ounce of my being, I drank eight of them the first two nights they had the class. <laughs> Just a little which cute. is which is what you can do because you specified that this is not a super heavy stout. Like you wanted exactly. to make that clear in the design, so you could pull that off. That's What's what it? I tell myself, even though I'm like obese. Okay, so like <laughs> I'm a chubby guy. I I designed it lower, guys, for my for my BMI, guys. Um, that's smart. No, but it's so good. It was like so <laughs> balanced and so silky. The, oh. the 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 rain bill had I, I want to say I can't remember off the top of my head, but it, it was approximately 550 pounds of flaked oats, uh, and it was about a huge percentage of the total malt bill. And um, so there's this huge silkiness to the beer, mm-hmm. underlied by the Maris Otter base malt. Maris Otter is this old English malt that has a really sweet wonderful flavor to it mm-hmm. um but i wanted i wanted the the silkiness to kind of shine through on this beer but then have just a tiny bit of malt nudge coming through mm-hmm. um and I, I don't know it's like the first time brewing it usually i make a beer and i'm like that fucking thing sucks even if people like it i'm like <laughs> i, I want to make 35 changes yeah that was the first time i put out a beer and i was like i want that beer to stay that way for the rest of its life that's what's the alcohol content the... five it is five. Oh, it, okay. I couldn't tell by the, the, the text is too small on the photo. I couldn't tell if it was six or five. Yeah, five is low for an oatmeal stout. That, I mean, that's, again, that's awesome. I like seeing this trend, especially like if you own up to it and you're like, it's beer flavored beer, it's an oatmeal stout. Like, there you go. I yeah. still, I, I do appreciate that. Um, Somebody did go on Untapped and say that this was a porter. And I was like, dude, I, I, don't, I can't help you. Who are these people? Give us your names and addresses. We're going to take there care a, of this. Is there a real difference between a stout and a porter? Like, ooh, controversial. It's a, a good question. Um, I, I would say that there's a very distinct dif- uh, uh, difference now 
maybe when the styles were uh, separating from each other uh, in, in London, they were very similar. But, uh, you know, Stout Porter being of just a higher ABV maltier beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's what we've come to accept it now is that it's a little bit beefier than a porter. Um, and a lot of porters don't use roast malt. Yep. Uh, to get their color, they'll use other other darkening agents, uh, darkening malts. But um, you know, Guinness is like low ABV, and that is, cl- I mean, that's that's like the most stout flavored stout. It is the you yeah, know the is. platonic <laughs> ideal Yelky. of stout. So um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, it, it's weird because I, it, it's like I know it when I'm drinking it that it's a stout. Mm-hmm. And Could I you do a blind taste test? Of course. I didn't mean, even hesitate. You, I, I mean, really, honestly, no flinching. Right. Look, I, I'm like terrible at math. Uh, I'm not a good athlete, but uh, but I'm I have a really good palate, and it's something uh, I'm pretty confident about. I'm jealous. Listen, I'm Jordan Ramsey to... made millions off of that. He couldn't even play sports anymore. He's you know he busted his knee and now he has a good palate and now he just says he has, te- he has ten kids and he doesn't know how to not. Get his wife pregnant. There you go. There, way to finish. See what I did there? <laughs> he knew um, how to finish. That's why he's like having kids. Okay, I left that joke open for you there. There you go, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you can afford it. So when you like when you're making a beer that uh, the beer that you were just describing the um, uh, compromat. Oh, compromat. Yeah. Uh, do you look at like the mash or the bright tank, and you're like, do you grit your teeth? You're like that motherfucking beer i gotta sit on this for like a month like is it <laughs> i'm half joking but no no i you know it's funny for a beer like that like there's so much work that goes into designing that beer mm. um you know like you want to extract as much color as possible with as little roast as possible mm-hmm. uh people don't like astringent flavors in those beers and so there's a lot of work that goes into crafting those style of things so i want to see how it turns out and I'm as excited for that as I am, you know, most other beers initially. With that said, like we've brewed a couple of bullshit exploding can beers uh, <laughs> in our in our past, and I wasn't excited for them. I actually felt dirty putting them out, and I and like I marketed them, uh, but I never felt like my heart was into those beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really glad that I don't have to make them. I mean, like like I said earlier. Um, I already went out of business. So like <laughs> if people don't buy the beers I'm putting out now, like it's like, guess what? The worst thing has already happened. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, we, I'm we were heartbroken by me. this, by the news. We're happy that you're still going though, man. Thank you. Yeah. We like, we honestly were because of everything, obviously that started. And I was just like, Oh, like they just had the beer garden in Bushnell park. Like oh, yeah. there was so, like, I was like, what? I thought it was like a, I like a sick joke. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, oh, maybe they're just like closing their tap room. What a joke. <laughs> I didn't make the joke. I said it was a <laughs> sick got joke. you guys. You thought we were out of business. Nailed yeah, it. I mean, it was like, <laughs> like, fuck this person. But um, yeah, no, I really like hit me by surprise. That was like the one. I was like, what? Yeah. And it's good. They honestly, like, it is good that you're coming back and just seeing it happen like more and more. It's all over the state. I mean, is it yeah. is it available statewide? Like, is there it anywhere is. it's not? Awesome. I mean, like, I do sell a majority of the beer within 20 miles of Hartford, maybe 30 oh. miles of Hartford. Uh, but there, I definitely like Harry's out in Fairfield carries it. Um, nice. You know, we, total we, wine. We, I saw that. Right. Yeah, total wine, and and the total wine in Milford 
uh, they, we've had great relationship with those guys forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always been good for us, good to us. And, you know, the wine thief in New Haven, like a, a lot of these oh, really yeah. great accounts have been carrying us out in the Western part of the state for a while, but, um, we are currently statewide and it, it the Halamanta is like, it's doing better than I thought it was going to do. Um, yeah, you mentioned that. I, I didn't, you know, it's like, I don't get surprised in beer anymore. And I was like, we sold out in nine days. Like, I don't have wow. a tap room. It's like it was gone from the warehouse in nine days. So how many a um, single drop was sold in our in our tap room? Because I don't have one that exists. And that means that people had to seek it out. That's true. Yeah. It felt really good. I was like, I was like pleasantly surprised for the probably the first time professionally since the pandemic started. It definitely feels like the commute. I call the community just anybody who is passionate enough to want to seek out craft beer like this has been stepping up during this time. Like, I feel like every brewer we've talked to, I mean, they've been hit hard in one way or another, but in, they've said no, but people are still coming to buy our beer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and maybe they're being hit in other ways, but everyone's like, yeah, no, like people are showing up, people are showing up. And I think that's great. It's a kind of a testament to how people, how passionate people are about consuming alcohol as a hobby. As a hobby. <laughs> as a hobby. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to taste different pre-di- hops as a hobby. Yeah. Pre-diagnosis hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Not to make light of alcoholism. It's a disease. No. It's a serious problem. Thank you. Wait a serious problem, and I should not make that joke. Important to say that. Important to say that. So yeah. what – I mean, in But also- we do have a community that has a hobby with this. Like this yeah. – that it is. is. We, it we've is. talked about that. We've talked about, like – not many there's not many hobbies like this that is like widespread and socially acceptable where it also has this link to something that's very serious and and hard to deal with with a lot of people like there's a there's a line there that not there's not a lot of things like this imagine if like everybody who loved beer also loved like semi-automatic weapons I mean, yeah, I yeah. It, where would we be? I'm just saying, like to your point, Florida. Like it, it is a, it's an incredible, uh, the the amount that people love beer in this country is is incredible. Yes, uh, and that they take it so passionately. But that you're also correct that there's a the seedy, dark underside of you know poor health decisions that also go along with it. And, and it's probably- right there. It's not like not it's it's visible to everybody like, oh, everybody yeah. knows everyone has a as a friend everyone knows somebody but it's just like one of those passionate light-hearted hobbies that is just right over the fence is you know very i also wonder you know, like, i don't, I don't want to go too deep into this sure. because I'm, I'm not a therapist and but it's more of a curiosity than anything mm-hmm. um is it that you're saying that uh is it because like alcohol is legal like you can you, if you're over the age of 21, uh, you can buy alcohol anywhere, and it's right. widely accepted to have a beer. Yeah. Um, if if we had the same lack of prohibitions on other products, like would we would we look at it the same way? You know, it's just more to me. Like there seems to be this uh, like a drive, or like a right. like negative self worth that ends up leading to a lot of alcohol problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and right. I, I know so that's not always the so case. So somebody who is prone to that kind of stuff would most likely be prone to other things because that the alcohol is not the problem. 
Yeah, it's the it's, social it's, acceptability it's, of drinking alcohol is the that is the vice that's allowed. And that is that is the part that makes it different than say other other things that that could be addicted to, right? Is that alcohol, wine, beer, whiskey is is highly social. Right. That's the point that has always it, through history. Like there's just right. countless examples through history. Except prohibition. Yeah, well, and then and how did that <laughs> end up though? Because how did that end up is you had people who snuck into basements to be social with alcohol. That's what people yeah, wanted. Cool people, yeah. Well, and also criminal rackets turned up because of that. So. And you know what? That's when this That's country the- was alive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when everyone was sober. Wink. That's when the country was really like wink. Oh, I, I, the only reason I was bringing that up is because it is. I think you're correct. I think you nailed it. Um, that it is like a wide, widely loved, widely like deeply held lo- for love for a product that also we all know a guy or a gal that has had has had problems. Yeah. And sometimes I just wonder if like is is it alcohol or is it like human nature? That was ultimately my question. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I think I think it's human nature. I think as long as we are, we, as long as we ha- people are susceptible to life's ish problems, like just life is hard for and harder for a lot of people, then people will try to find ways to cope with that. And sometimes they go down ra- rabbit holes that are uh, very dangerous. And I don't yeah. think um, I don't think that will change. I, I think just people choose different vices, and out for yeah. a lot of people, it's alcohol. Well, it's also yeah, it is available. It is available, but then again, if you cut it, cut the snake off at the head, right? If we try to address why people are going through these these issues in more productive ways, then maybe they won't go to alcohol. That's the whole idea. Boom. Yeah, enlightening stuff. Um, kind of on (laughs) enlightening stuff. I mean, I literally I'm not gonna lie. I got a good transition question. So when you had like the tap room, I'm always curious about people that like own a i guess a brewery like that do you have a lot of instances like where you have to kick out like drunk and obnoxious people did that happen a lot with you i mean it happened um it it was like you know like we were just talking about there's always a person or a couple Uh, a lot of times it was it was always like somebody coming from like multiple places um you know they'd been to like four or five places ahead and before they beer trail yeah, and before they even got to my place, they were already like, like shit canned and like I Johnny started... Damon. What? Like Johnny Damon? Oh my god! <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> I just saw that he's being persecuted because he drives oh, like. Honey, honey, walk back to the hotel. Just walk honey, back. Walk back. Stop! Don't go, honey. Just walk back to the hotel. <laughs> Johnny, what are you doing, bro? That what was great. Doing? That was a great. That was beautiful <laughs> do you ever get people like johnny damon walking in that's the real question yeah uh, like the friendly drunk that's just not listening anymore they're not aggressive but they've clearly like this is not a problem now yeah i mean you know like i i didn't cut people off if they were you know if they just walked in and i was suspicious of their health issues <laughs> um, no. if they were if they were visibly drunk or um, you know displaying all the signs or you know even if they were very careful it's usually the people who are trying not to be drunk who are obviously drunk right um we've i've had to cut them off and it sucks uh a lot of the times it's it's nice when there's like other friends around who offer support 
uh, like, yeah, you have been your little drunk buddy. Let's yeah. just take a breather. Been there. But it's if everybody is really drunk, it's a shit show. Yeah, yeah, that that can that can be fun, and I figure like breweries aren't really like the like it's not like a bar where you're ordering vodka Red Bulls and this and that, and you're bar hopping and whatnot. Like it is a more the attitude is different. You know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, that? it's a it's a more down tempo vibe for the most part. So that's what it feels like, but I don't know how true that is. Do you feel that's true? Do you think it's different from like a, like a just a Ooh. general bar where the attitude is just different? I felt I personally feel that I don't go to a brewery to get drunk. Right. Mm. And that's like, I mean, I don't go anywhere to get drunk anymore. That's true. But breweries aren't selling shots. Like that's not something you could be like, I'm going to have some beers, but let's do shots, ladies. They're called tasters, Jeff. That's it. Right. A lot of people who go to breweries are, you know, it's, there is some element of learning and experiencing something new um, that kind of inhibits that desire to get fucked up whereas point. like if you go to a bar like you know and, and i love bars i mean especially yeah. now that i can't go to them they're like the i miss them so much one of our favorite things was to go to dive bars play yep. pool or darts mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lay some i'm gonna all right ready speaking of dive bars you just remind ready. me I'm, I'm gonna breaking news for you guys because, beep, 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 breaking news because i do have to cut this a little short my sister is here from out of town sure so i'm oh. gonna give you i'm gonna give you the, the the carrot and then the stick okay here here's the carrot i'm working i'm so i'm working on a new product for 2022 nice uh if this continues to go but i uh and i and i think it will um it is going to be a dive bar themed beer that's going to be sold in a stubby bottle. Oh, yes. I know. I saw you We're ask that in. Instagram. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. That is, uh, so, and, and I'll tell you the inspiration for that. When I lived in Oregon, uh, there was this, uh, see the license plate there? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, their full sale put out Session, and you could buy Session all over the West Coast pretty immediately after it was released, and it usually got served in buckets with ice and you'd get like five sessions of and it was you know good craft lager and it would be like 15 bucks for a bucket um and i want to i think it's possible to do that here i think that people are interested in new experiences that remind them of uh, old things yes and uh i think i might be able to make that a pretty successful product here next next year so i would agree you heard it here first. Yes. Thank you. For, you know what? First brew to reach Tyler, out to us. Tyler's parents. Tyler's parents. Thank you. You heard it here first. Thanks for listening, that's, Tyler. That's yeah. right. There you go. You were the Mom first brew to like comment on one of our Instagram posts, and now you're the first brew to break something. That You know <laughs> what? I always, I've always liked you, Joe, since you interacted with us, and I'm really excited about that. But I know you have to go, so I really appreciate well, I do, it. You know, real quick, though, and, yes, I, and I'm going to go one thing. Sure. Greg Cook used to break stuff on this video cast that they would post on YouTube all mm-hmm. the fucking time. He went on this same show. I forgot. I think it was like Craft Finder or something like that. He'd go on it like once every three months and be like, oh, Stone's putting out uh, Enjoy By in <laughs> months. And this guy's like, the only time people watch this show is when you're on it. <laughs> there you go. Well, now uh, you can't so say Stone because now they're going to sue be, us. So there you go. 
I could be like a little <laughs> tiny, tiny like fingernails worth of Greg Cook celebrity for you guys. I ah. like that. I'm, I'm, we, we're here for it. We, we embrace it with open arms, and honestly, we're here for it. So, and we, if we do, if I do put it out, and it is a post-pandemic world, I'm gonna drink. We're, we're gonna drink it first on your show. Yes. yes. Together. I'll together, be fully vaccinated in April. Hype me together, up. Together, out yes. of buckets, we'll each get our own bucket. I'm I'm absolutely here for that. I love that so, so much. Good. So I'm not. Thank I'm, you, Joe. This is beautiful. Thank yeah, you thank you for coming on. If you're listening, follow them on, on social media at Hanging Hills Brewing and look at Hanging Hills all over. Hills here on Twitter, Hanging Hills Brewing on on Instagram. I hardly go on Facebook. It's the the fucking worst thing. Yep. If you love Facebook, it's cool. You can love Facebook. It sucks. It's for people it's, who like fruit beers. I'll say. I try to post on there, but. Twitter and, and Instagram is where it is. That's awesome. And look for the Absolutely. beer with the new label in liquor stores around the state. Jelamanta. Uh, Boom. Beautiful. Joe, hey, thank you so much for coming on and uh, hope to have that beer soon. Really looking forward to it. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. Take thank care. Thank you. Good night. Bye.